Hey, Gravity Beard listeners, a quick programming note. This episode was supposed to be recorded the Tuesday after the Super Bowl and released shortly thereafter, but I got sick for a few days, so it wasn't recorded until the Thursday after. Then, post-production was delayed for various reasons, so it bugs the crud out of me that we're releasing a Super Bowl episode over two weeks after the game was played, but the circumstances were beyond our control. Give it a listen anyways. It was still a fun conversation. Thank you for your patience. Now, on to the show. Whenever you're ready. Hello, I am Dan McDowell from Bad Radio on the Ticket, and this is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Perfect. Hello, Mr. Dumpty. Do you have a tax question? I've recently had some unforeseen medical expenses. Oh, I hope it's not too bad. Uh, it's pretty bad. Time to check show. Welcome, everyone, to the Gravity Beard Podcast. Recording today in Studio A. Thank you, as always, to our listeners. We appreciate your continued support. This is Episode 32, our 2016 NFL postseason show. Well, the 2016 NFL season is over, and it ended with one of the most spectacular Super Bowls in NFL history. Greg, Scott, and Warren are here to discuss it. We'll start by taking a brief look back on each round of the playoffs. Then we'll move on to the Super Bowl, including prop bets, commercials, the halftime show, and the game itself. Let's get started. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. All right, fellas, welcome back. How are you? Great. How are you today? (laughs) I'm great. Good. That is not a rhetorical Ah. question. Okay, so we'll start by taking a brief look back. I asked how you were, too. What? I asked how you were, too. I'm good. Okay, I'm fine. You feeling good? Yeah, actually I am. Good. Oh, really? I was feeling like rot little, about three days ago. A little, a little and, uh, bit under the weather recently, weren't you? I was compl- not a little under the weather. I was totally oh. under the weather. Oh, really? I was yeah. covered up by the weather. Were you bed- bedridden? It's not as bad as mono time, though. Let's admit. No, mono, mono time lasted three and a half months. Yeah. So, so yeah. nothing, in, nothing was worse. Did you come into the office? Hmm? Did you come into the office when you had mono? It's like a, no. It's like a solar no. eclipse, you know what I mean? Like no. It would happen every once in a while, but when it did, it was great. That was mono talk. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for joining us for mono talk. <laughs> Well, let's start with the wild card round. Let's just look back on kind of how things unfolded in general. Okay. So, in the wild card round, there was no debate over Pittsburgh-Miami in the AFC. We all, we all had a consensus pick of Pittsburgh. That's how it went down. It was a big win for Pittsburgh. In Oakland versus Houston, so so it was a battle of the terrible quarterbacks. Yes, they were, and they were awful. Yes. At least the Oakland quarterback is the backup. The, yeah. Third string. Third string. Right? Yeah. I feel bad for him. Like, I mean, you don't think when he started the season, they're going to be like, listen, you're not going to play a single down. But when we get to the most important game of our franchise's right. career, Cloudy coming at you. 10 years, 15 years, we're going to throw you in there. That's right. So, used to beat Oakland, which means, which means Scott and, and I got it right. Right. Greg and Warren did not get it right. Correct. Moving on to the NFC. Uh, in Seattle versus Detroit, that was a consensus pick. That was an easy pick to make. Was. Seattle won that game. The one that was probably the hardest wild card game to pick was Green Bay versus the Giants. So it was another split. Warren and I took Green Bay. You guys took the Giants. If I had known that they were going on the boat before these picks, I would have changed that. You can't be going on the party boat. No, no. You got a job to do. Yeah. Remember and yeah. go to Mexico. Or, or if you get on the party boat, just don't photograph it. It's not that hard. 
And then I think that compounded the problem by going shirtless in the pregame. I don't think that helped. No. Eh. Shirtless in the pregame doesn't bother me. <laughs> I don't know if they went shirtless in the game. Then that might have compounded. The so if they just yeah. refused to put their uniforms they didn't on, put pads the game. on. Right. there were no pads. They right. just showed up. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been an issue. That would have compounded the problem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All good points. Okay, moving on to the divisional round. Things got a little more interesting. First, let's eliminate uh, New England versus Houston. That was basically a second bye week for New England. We all picked New England. That's how it went down. But in the Pittsburgh versus Kansas City game, we had a, a bit of a debate. Scott didn't actually register an actual pick. I would have registered Pittsburgh. We all ultimately picked Pittsburgh. But, Greg, you thought, and I don't think it was a bad point, that KC had a decent chance. Yeah, I think KC's a good team. They played them tough. They lost by two. Was it 1917 or something? Well, and and Pittsburgh never made it to the end zone with that offense. Right. They scored six field goals. Once again, the AFC was more predictable than the NFC. Over on the other side, we had Atlanta versus Seattle. Scott, you were the only person that picked Seattle. He got smoked. Fun facts in this game. I think Seattle got more beat by the uh, by the fans of Seattle mentally than by the team going in. Did you hear about all the stuff they were doing on the sideline? No. And, like during the game? No. So, you know Russell Wilson's... Bird? Yes, the bird. Oh, okay. No, so Russell Wilson's wife, Sierra, yes. used to date Future. Right. Also, yes. used to date Bow Wow. Oh, <laughs> Both of whom were on the sidelines <laughs> ah, really? of the Falcons team. Also, I'm pretty sure the Falcons. Yeah. Also, pretty sure the Falcons like DJ guy just played fun. future the entire game. <laughs> really? Yeah. So if you're Russell Wilson, how are you gonna have a good game? Hard. Boy, that's impressive. Yeah. I feel like that's fair game though. Oh yeah, absolutely. He, he said he wasn't going to do it. I think he played a, a decent amount of future throughout the game. Okay. I, I might have gone with an exclusive future soundtrack for that. Yeah, game. but it's going all future. Too. All future. Because he was a, Russell Wilson was the one who basically banned playing future in the locker room. Correct. Yeah. Yes. He hates him. Yeah. Well, Future's just on the sideline trolling hard. Okay, in the other NFC game, Green Bay versus Dallas. Now, Green- do we have to actually talk about this game? Uh, no, we don't have to. Good, let's just pass. Let <laughs> let's just forget about it, let it go. This is a sore subject. It's, I still hurt. <laughs> it, was, it was a rough game, and we don't have to break it down. There's no reason to. Yeah. yeah okay, sure. moving on to the conference round. We actually didn't pick the Green Bay-Atlanta matchup at all. I think it's Good. because there was a bit of a split on on who's going to play who. So we didn't really break down that matchup specifically. Everybody picked New England except for me. I picked Pittsburgh. That had the most Boston thing happen in it, that game, with the with the rogue fan pulling the fire Oh, alarm. yeah. That guy's yeah. probably getting free dinners and lunches. Oh, there's no doubt. You got to pull the uh, fire alarm. That's right. Yeah. Go Pats. Was this guy, like, voted, like, second MVP for the He should have been. There, there's always a ton of prop bets around the Super Bowl. Right. So... We didn't want to cover all of them. That was just too many. We picked out the, the five or six or seven or whatever that were the easiest to just make a, a quick prediction on. So let's go over a few of our prop bets and the results. We were split on the coin toss. Uh, Warren and I picked tails. You boys picked heads. Mm-hmm. I, I do feel like the coin toss should be thrown out. I mean, if you saw the coin toss, I mean, it yeah, rolled, it, rolled it hit a guy's foot. Yeah. You need, when it hits somebody, automatically redo. Yeah, automatically redo that. I'm with you on that. That's another high five, folks. Yeah. What was the coin toss? Uh, the coin toss was, was tails. tails. It was tails? Yeah. Houston, tails never fails, remember? And then I stole his line and also said tails doesn't fail. 
And then I kind of reversed your line. I said heads because tails always fails. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like whether or not Luke Bryant was going to wear jeans, that was a prop bet. I thought it was pretty easy, but I threw it out there anyways. I probably should have made it more specific. But how about my response to you? That it was going to be skinny jeans yes. like a girl? Yeah. And, and was I right? <laughs> pretty skinny jeans. Yes. Pretty skinny yes. jeans. Yeah. And when I watched it, I, I gave that, my wife a high five as well. Nice. Oh, which you, you guys have both had, Val. That's right. Val's yes. been a guest on the show. Yes, she has. Okay, so, so I'll give you extra points for predicting that Luke Bryan's jeans are going to be skinny like yes. a girl. Yes, yes. We all got uh, Lady Gaga's hair. We all guessed it was going to be blonde. It felt like we all made that pick really easy, but, I mean, she could have had any number. I had no clue. I just, you said blonde or other, I was like, all right, fine, blonde. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the only time I remember seeing her was basically blonde. I know she's done some other colors, and I even Google searched her hair, and almost all of them were blonde. There were some that you? weren't. Yeah, and almost all of them were blonde, so I'm like, she's got to have blonde. Okay, so let's add up our prop bets. I lost. Your boy. The second one, I definitely lost. Your boy. Did you get four? I got four. No. So is Warren the only one that got four? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So Warren wins our prop bets. Way to go. That That's a high five. five. <laughs> so Warren's our prop bet winner this year. Congratulations, Warren. Way to go, Warren. So hopefully this at least makes up a little bit for how terrible your, your uh, season picks were. That you're, you're the prop it's bet It's always champion. next year. How just <laughs> awful they were. So moving on to the Super Bowl itself. Yes. So ultimately, only one of us got the initial matchup correctly, and that would be... Bronco Billy. <laughs> that would be Greg himself. Oh, yes. Yes, it would. The guy who got every AFC opponent uh, in the playoffs from the beginning of the year. A- AFC Divisional winner. Yeah. You picked all the yeah. AFC Divisional winners. Yeah. So you also huh. got the... Although you were... You got... I mean, you have to admit that this year I pretty much dominated you guys in picking. That's fair. I agree. Okay. All right. Good. But what I want to do is, by the way, congratulations on your correct pick. Oh, thank you. I also want to put a little bit of focus on the score itself because we all predicted what the final score was going to be for the game. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just do that. We did. What was the final score? The final score of the game was 34 to 28, New England. Right. So just looking at our notes, I believe I got the closest to the final score. With a prediction of 30, very 30, close. 33 wow. to 27. Very close, I should have won which that. Which was fake. I should have won that. Really I, was off, I was off by one point by both teams, but you have to admit that's remarkably close for a final score. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very close. The only, the only people that were closer were the producers of The Simpsons, who also had a very close prediction. Patriots, 31. Atlanta, 23. Bill Belichick wearing a hoodie. Yeah. That, yours was closer. Mine was closer. Yeah. That was the second closest, I you think. Beat, you beat... The Simpsons. I'm even smarter than the producers of The Simpsons. Right. I'm very proud of that. I think it's time to get into the game itself. But before we do that, we have a special guest that wants to join us on the show. Whoa. Yeah. I Is this to... Bronco Billy? No. Oh, and, it's and not. I, and, I, and I think you know why it's not Bronco Billy. Do you hmm. want to tell everybody why? Because he only comes on the show when... When the Cowboys play the Packers in Green Bay. In Green Bay. Or... Or when we discuss needle pointing. That's but, right. So, it's not Bronco Billy, we have another special guest. So let's open the door and let our special guest in, and he'll come and sit down. I'm going to have to give up my seat, because we don't don't have enough seats at the table. Well, welcome to the show. I don't think we've been properly introduced. My name's uh, Steve, uh, Stallion Steve. Well, Steve, we're certainly glad you could join us today. Yeah, I actually wasn't sure I was going to be able to make it on the show. Oh, really? Why not? 
Well, because I'm only allowed to come on the show when the Patriots are three-point favorites over the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl, and the game is played in Houston. That's very specific. Yeah, I could also come on when you guys are talking about knitting. Somehow that reminds me of somebody else, but okay. Speaking of Houston, how do you like living down there? Oh, I absolutely love living in Houston. You know, you could go in one building, and you can see a pretty girl at Shaker Milk Makers, and then you can go next door and go to church if you want to. <laughs> wow! I guess you can do both those things, can't you? So what's with the name Stallion Steve? Uh, my father uh, he had, a, had a good friend, uh, had a son that... Uh, Loved Rocky movies? Uh, no, no. He somehow got sick and passed away and named named me after uh, him oh, no. for, for, his, for his friend. Oh, no. Uh, sorry for bringing the room down there. Uh, I was thinking about this just a minute ago, but you reminded me of another guest we had on the show, but very different, almost opposite. It's very strange to me, but you somehow related to Bronco Billy? Uh, no, but, but I did live next door to him when I was knee-high to a grasshopper. So, why did you move? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but Billy hollers all the time. He's so loud. Finally, we couldn't take it anymore. We had to move as far away as we could. Yeah, he is pretty loud, but a lot of people really like him. I'm pretty sure a lot of people like him. A lot of fans of the podcast like him a lot, too. So, what did you think about the Super Bowl? Uh, I'm sorry, the what? The Super Bowl. You did watch the Super Bowl, right? No, I had I had chores to do. So you didn't watch the Super Bowl? No, Daddy always said a baby calf can't birth itself. You know, you sound a lot like you Gomer Pyle with a head cold. I, what, what do you mean? I mean, your voice. It just sounds... You know, I'm, I'm trying to do you guys a favor by coming on your show. Well, now that I think about it, I, we didn't really invite you to come on the show. I think you just came in here, busted in here, and joined our podcast. You know what? you guys. I'm out of here. Whoa. What? You're walking out? Thanks for coming by. Bye, Stallion Steve. Bye, Stallion Steve. Good to see you. Nice to meet you. Did I just see our guest walk out? He's leaving. What What did you do to our guest? I didn't do anything to the guest. He looked really upset. I know he was, but... Was it something you said, or did you ask about... Did you insult our guest? No, I did not insult him. I was just asking about his voice. Well, something went horribly wrong. Stallion Steve sounded like he had a cold. I think that was from the cow. It's hard to say. Could have been bird flu. There's no telling. He sounded very country, so. All right, well, well that, that's our very special guest, Stallion Steve. Steve. Yeah, yeah, we're really hey. glad he was able well, to come by. Well, he comes by all the time, even though he only comes by on two occasions. Yeah, and those two occasions are when the Patriots are three-point favorites over the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl when it's played in Houston. Right, and? Or when we talk about knitting. Right. Which, we've got an episode on knitting coming up very soon, so, yes. so perhaps Stan and Steve will come back and join correct, us again. Correct, So I can't wait for that. My mom's joining you for the knitting episode. Your mom's going to be yeah. there, too. Yeah. Will, it, will yeah. she be broadcasting live in the studio or from Tyler's house? I don't know anybody's going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a joke for one. That's right. All right. Well, let's move on to the Super Bowl itself. All right, shall we? Okay. All right, go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's First do of all... Couple of things. This was the this was the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. Yeah, unfortunately, the the Patriots had to score 31 unanswered points in order to win the game. It was also the first Super Bowl in history to go into overtime. Brady and Belichick won a record five Super Bowls together. That's never been done. And the first quarter was only the eighth scoreless quarter in Super Bowl history. Did you guys know all those fun facts? They still hit the over. Somehow it ended up 34 to 28. Right. And the interesting <laughs> the interesting thing is is that Scott's score prediction was over 
but he predicted the under, which was which is under 57 and a half points. What? I, don't, I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. His total score was over the over, but his over-under prediction was the like under. like a three-point game. Are you trying to hit it from both sides? Yeah, yeah. he was trying to. Uh, he was trying. So, I hedge my bets. Yeah, you do. So give me your thoughts on the game. Stupid. I mean, it's what I... It's not... That's... The way it ended was not the way I expected it by any means. I expected them to come out as the victor. But I didn't think that Atlanta was going to come out and play so well in the beginning and then completely blow it. I mean, they come... And and I'll be honest, I don't like the same team to win it every year type of thing. It's just like... It's just... What... Let's have somebody else win it. And I was rooting for the Falcons because of that, because I didn't I didn't want the Patriots to win another one. But you know, what can you say? I mean, they're they're a great team. Brady's ridiculous. And what can you say? I, I, I mean, I think the Patriots didn't as much win that game as well. The they Falcons, still they still as the Falcons to, lost. That I mean, game. They still had to come and just. Every single drive, they had to do something, and they did it. Every but the last two drives, they had to get two point conversions on both of them, and they did. And then they went down the and the in overtime and won that too. Yeah, the stupid Falcons started passing the ball when they were at the twenty what yard line? They're like the twenty two yard line, and they start you have passing a, it. You have a very good kicker, too, and just run the ball. And I said this. To I you. agree. I agree. This must be something that happens in Seattle where you just don't realize that if you run a ball, you're going to win the game late. You know, like because their head coach was from Seattle. History right? of this is Pete Carroll in 2014-15 Super Bowl. Yeah, decides to throw the ball, so I've given it to Marshawn Lynch at the two yard, at the two yard line. Russell Wilson throws an interception. Tom Brady wins. That was an amazing interception. Yeah, though, too. It was a great interception. Yes. I mean, you can't. It's hard, almost impossible to do a pick play. Yeah, that was a pick play interception, and he Butler played that unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Yes. And defensive coordinator for the Seahawks was now the current is now the current head coach of the Falcons. I can't think of his name. Dan, Dan Quinn. Quinn. Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn gets the ball on the twenty-two yard line, up two scores, or up a score. Somehow in field ends up, goal range. Somehow ends up back at midfield. Somehow ends up back at midfield. No, no because points. They, they throw the ball two times in a row. Three take times a sack. In a row. First, they take a sack. You take a sack. They're still in field goal range. They're still in field goal range. And then they get a holding. And on then a you go back for another pass. And then you go and, and take a holding. And now you're out. And you got to go punt. That at was, that point, that was, I knew that was over. That, that was, was like huge. That was like Tiger huge. Woods, U.S. Open 08. When he has that putt, and you're like, it's deep, but you knew they were gonna make it. Like yeah. that was that was why how I felt. I felt the exact same way as when Tiger hit that putt against Rocco Mediate, and you were like, yeah, you know this is going in. I okay. don't care how okay, far so, it is. Okay, so 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 a couple more observations. Time of possession was absolutely dominated by New England throughout the game. The, the New England Patriots ran 99 plays to Atlanta's 41, right. more than double the number of plays. Tom Brady dropped back 70 times for passes. That's right. Seventy of the plays were, were Tom Brady dropping back for a pass. Okay, at the end of the game, he ended up with 466 yards passing, which was a Super Bowl record. The other thing is, it was kind of a tale of two games because Atlanta, coming out of the shoot, seemed to be dominating defensively. They were playing mm-hmm. great. And I mean, they Brady, were st- Brady was missing passes. Yeah, too. he was. He was were playing. Drops. He was playing very. Ina- it was a, I, to me. Brady, was, Brady played really bad. Yeah, to me, it was a combination. He was not throwing very accurately, no, and, and right. when, when he and was were, throwing accurately, they were they dropping were, it. Yes. They got a couple of uh, bad penalties. Well, they were playing good mm-hmm. defense, too. It was, it was a combination. Right. Of all three. And so then you get through halftime, 
and they don't score before halftime, that's a problem for New England because Atlanta gets the ball to start the second half. Yeah, correct. Then, now you're thinking because they want the toss and defer. And and you keep saying there's key, there, there's moments as as Atlanta piles up the score, you're thinking now it's over, now it's over, now it's like I think I declared that game over three times. Certainly by the time it was 28 to three in, in the early I never declared second it. half. Oh, I did 28 to three. I never did. I, had I the told same, my wife every time she declared it over, I said, it's not over. You got Tom Brady over there. Well, you're smarter than I am because I had the same attitude when, when Golden State went up 3-1 against the Cavs earlier this year. But they, they would have to do something historic in order for the game to, to turn out differently than what the way it, it looks like it's going to. And LeBron and... And, um, and they did it. And Tom Brady can do historic things. Clearly. So all of a sudden, it's like a switch flipped at the 441 mark of the third quarter. That was Atlanta's last score. They scored a touchdown. That's what made it 28-3. to They never score again. Right. Their defense can't really stop New England. Everything's working. Clearly, there's fatigue. Now that you look back at the time of possession numbers, obviously, they wore out their defense, and there was nothing they could do. And it was just Well, yeah. there's something they could have done, and they could have run the ball. They could have ran the ball. I mean... They're, they're running back. They lost Evan Coleman eventually, but but Devonta Freeman ran amazing. They were, av- they were averaging almost six yards a carry. How do you not keep running the ball? That's been Atlanta's strategy all season was just to pile <clears> up. On I offense. think that it was a it was a, it was hubris when Julio Jones makes that catch. That was un- are you talking about on the sideline? On the sideline, and it was unbelievable. Yeah, that, and you're just thinking, if you're Kyle Shanahan, you must just be thinking, faith's on our side. How? We can we can we can drop back and we could just sure I'll, we'll throw it up to Julio and he's gonna go do something. He played an he played an amazing game <clears throat> catching balls that were. I agree with you. I mean, at that point, you are throttling the most legendary coach quarterback combo in the history of football, and mm-hmm. and you're well on your way to winning a Super Bowl, the first one for your city. So I, I have just to, you, you couldn't possibly be anything but overconfident at that point. Later in the game, after the Julio Jones catch, yes, Julian Edelman makes. An equally or even more amazing catch. It it was an amazing catch. It didn't it didn't take the talent that Julio. That's did. true. Um, it was more luck involved, but it was a huge, yeah. huge play. But I think I a mean, catch like, like that requires a ton of concentration. There's no doubt. Oh, he catches no, it twice. No, yeah, he yeah, grabs it. He, and he, he let it go for a second, and you think it's going to hit the ground. He caught it a second time. Right. Um, right. And it was sitting on somebody's leg for a second. Yeah, it was. You know, I mean, just like that's Julio's catch was an unbelievable catch. That's fluky. That yes, it, it was fluky. You have to have talent to catch it. Still, oh yeah, it was. There's fluky. no denying that. It There's was, no denying that that's, that you you have to have immense talent to make that catch. But right. To be in that situation, there were three guys, fluky. three defenders, all laying on the ground, and then him there as well. Right. And it was an amazing play. How many fluke? Game. How many fluke plays has Tom Brady either won or lost a Super Bowl? <laughs> no, that's that one. The David Dyree catch, yeah, fluky. Mm-hmm. The Mario Manningham perfect throw, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Malcolm Butler interception. Interception. Yeah. Am I missing any other? That's the four. Other, the, other, four. the other tuck the roll. Tuck roll. Tuck roll. Yeah, that was fluky. in the Super Bowl. That was Super Bowl. unbelievable. But that's, that's that led him to his first Super Bowl, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have five plays, you could argue, that were just huge that really, in the history of football. Like, if Tom Brady doesn't get these, or they all end up like the Mario Manningham situation... Well, there are five, but you have to admit, two of them are on the other side. I'm just saying, Tom Brady could easily be like one and six. Yeah, right but he now. could have won a couple more, too. Or it could be seven and seven. Yeah. You're cool. I mean, if you got to go, you can go. Go. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, you want to talk about halftime and commercial? <laughs> hey Warren, what do you think about the halftime show? <laughs> uh, I didn't watch it. 
Oh, okay, thanks. Oh, great insight. Thanks, man. I actually did. <laughs> yeah, really good. Oh. I did too, and I was missing Left Shark the whole time. <laughs> I think everybody missed Left Shark this year. Yeah. So it just seemed like by about that point, you know, early in the third quarter, it was just a downhill slide for, for Atlanta. From my perspective, definitely when they got within 14 points, there was clearly a momentum switch and. You, you know, even had, no, looking at the at the score and knowing that they had to score two touchdowns and two two point conversions, I, I sat there saying, "Now we're just going to sit here and watch them complete a comeback." Okay, so okay, so let's. I got a question for you. So when they actually do get that last two point conversion, tie up the game, right? Mm-hmm. And then Atlanta freaking they have fifty something seconds left and they do nothing with it, right? Goes into over. I mean, that's just sad right there. They can't drive down the field and try to get a field goal in, right? It was just such poor coaching. Terrible. Yes. But, okay, so then they go into overtime. Anybody have a doubt in their mind that the New England was going to win? No, that's what I'm saying. When they were down 14. Everybody doubted them before, pretty much. And no doubt in the world that they were going to go down and win that thing. Well, when they were down 28-3, I was like, the game's over. Right. when 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 they got to within 14, that's where I thought... It's a possibility. This is this is. I'm starting to get confident this can happen. No, when, they got to within 16. They didn't get within. I'm 14. sorry, six. I meant two touchdowns. Yeah. When they got within two touchdowns, I thought, this this okay, is right. going to happen. And then when they got within a touchdown, I, I, that, then I was just sitting back saying, let's just watch to see how how they're going to do it because I I just felt really confident it was going to happen. And when they when they won the toss in overtime, I was like it's game over. It's over. Yeah. 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 But, but, then, but then I didn't realize until, go down and score a touchdown. Right I, I didn't realize until I went back and looked at the score summary that after the 4:41 mark of the of the third quarter, Atlanta never scored again. Not not a not a field goal or anything. It was no, just. I should have had a field goal. That to me is the most egregious, egregious mistake. Because every ten year old that's ever played a game of Madden knows what to do in that situation. And what does he get for doing that? He gets to be a head coach now, right? Unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. Everybody that's ever played a game of Madden knows, you might even take a knee right there, you know? Just let's just rub the clock and be cool with us and feel cool. Take a knee, but yes, I know. We're not giving the ball up. I know what you're saying. Nothing's gonna happen. Because the the Patriots still had three timeouts after they scored the last one, right? You need to score a field goal there. Yes. At minimum. Or or even if you miss it, you're at least going to be in a position, right, uh, for Matt Bryan, who's a very good kicker. Oh, yeah, in, right. Indoors. Indoors, yeah. Odds are he makes that. Oh, I, I don't think there's really a doubt. No. If you run the ball, you very well could get first downs running the ball. And, yeah. And you're averaging six yards a carry, 5.8, I think. It makes it no sense. You even saw that. I remember watching that and being like, are they, are they serious? Are they really going back for a pass? And then he... Get sacked, you're like, this is dumb. They definitely won't do this again. Just run it. <laughs> and then they did it again. You're like, they're they're going to lose the game. Like this is, they're trying to lose this game. Well, uh, I think lost. what the I think what the issue is, it started started a while back. Tom Brady was just so pissed off. He was going to do whatever he could to to win this thing. And then on, to top it all off, he didn't get the MVP too. Matt Ryan across the field from him did. Oh my gosh! So I didn't, I didn't even think Tom about Brady, that. Tom Brady was already pissed off because. Goodell was in the stands, and he wanted to prove everybody that that he could still win it without deflating footballs. That and then he, on top of that, I should have been MVP. He was just furious. Do you think there was anybody that was right. less happy? And he there, anybody that was more upset at the page, at the Falcons blowing it than Roger Goodell. <laughs> because Roger Goodell not. then had to go up. He had to go up and shake his hand. Shake he, like, his hand. Him. Yeah. 
Give him the trophy. Right. Did you see how fast you walked off that stage? Uh-huh. Immediate. He I didn't gave, watch a lot of the after. Oh yeah, no. I, he I comes really up. He to. gives him the trophies. They he does his thing. Beelines out, and then he has to look and see all these these the, the parade in Boston with all these F. Goodell signs uh, and I think uh, I think Edelman had a hat on it, something like that too. Uh, Matt Patricia walked off the. Uh, plane with a Barstool Sports Cadell clown shirt. <laughs> I like all those bits. Yeah, I, uh, I like bits. Yeah. I'm a fan of bits. Gronk was on a podium asking how do people feel about Roger Goodell and goes boo at the podium and everyone booed him. And also never heard more people boo somebody and then immediately cheer than when Roger Goodell went up to speak with the, the Lombardi trophy and then they were booing him so loud and they handed over to Robert Kraft, president no, it just of the, changes to of the cheers. Patriots, and it's just cheers galore. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but you know why? You know why Roger Goodell ultimately wins in the end? Because he cashes a forty-four million dollar annual paycheck. I don't know. I think that still hurts. I'm sure. I'm guys, sure it does, but it's sure I think all these guys' blow. egos are probably. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I got if if the trade-off was. Everybody, all the NFL fans are going to hate you, but you're going to get forty-five million dollars for that hate. I'm like, eh. yeah, I think you take it. I'll consider that. I'll consider that trade. Let's talk briefly about the halftime show. I don't, I don't listen to Lady Gaga. No, but I, I, I know of her. Stuff she can sing. She is a great. You, singer. you know what was interesting? She's I told, really talented. I told Val. I told my wife when she, when it was done. I go. She did a decent job. I thought she did a decent job. Her, her stuff is catchy and it gets people to dance and move and whatever it may be. And I don't listen to her stuff. I know her stuff. Right. But I don't listen to her stuff. She did a fine job. I didn't think I, I'm more of a, like, you know, when they've had the Stones do the Super Bowl right. and stuff right. like that, Tom Petty or whatever it may be. That's more my style. Yeah. I thought she put on a, a big time Super Bowl halftime yeah, show. She started out on the, on the top of the stadium. Yes. Okay, which is just crazy, and and maybe a bunch. I, of, I couldn't do that. Maybe There's a bunch no of people jokes. knew, but but did you know that all the lights behind her at the time were drones? Yes, yeah, I did. you knew that at the yes, time. Did yes. you know Scott? Uh, not at the time. Yeah, I did. but I yeah. heard that they were going to have drones uh, during her performance. But did you know that those were the drones? Yes. Okay, I thought that was a super cool effect. Yes, it was. Then she then she leaps off the top of the that stadium onto a platform. Yeah. Then she leaps down onto the main stage and puts on a really that great was, show. That was, yeah, that was great. I mean, typical pop music, a lot of dancers, right. all that kind of stuff. Right. But I I thought it was I thought it was. They a great definitely. Show. I mean, that's the smartest thing the NFL does for the Super Bowl because it brings in so many people. They have no real care to necessarily even care right. about watching the game, but they are going to watch a halftime show with the Lady one Gaga thing is or Beyonce the, the or Katy Perry. Yeah, the wardrobe thing with her last outfit she wore, where her kind of belly was hanging over. <laughs> it was just she's she was in fine shape. It just didn't, you know. And all these people were apparently giving her a hard time. About I thought it was ridiculous. I thought she looked good. She did look good. But the, the outfit she wore did not make her look good on the last one, and we were talking about it, and she still looks good. She has, she has you know, her body's in good shape, but because of the way that thing cinched, it didn't cinch in the right areas. It was improperly cinched. Yes, it really was. Bruno so, Mars is who I was talking about earlier. Oh, Bruno Mars was fantastic. He was, I love Bruno. And he, he can great. sing, too. Yeah. And All these dance, he, he's an entertainer. That guy is unbelievable. He's really good. I thought Gaga was good. Katy Perry. Yeah. yeah. Left Shark? Left Shark is the one that stole the show there. There's no doubt. Do you remember Left Shark? No. Left Shark, they had, they had these two sharks that were next to Katy Perry, and Left Shark was just 
so out of sync with all of his <laughs> movements. I need to see this. And he's just the Left, whole time. Left shark is legendary. He's just just not doing what he's supposed to do. Like he's <laughs> off by a little bit constantly. Left shark's been a been an internet meme since that super. Yeah. Meme, oh, left shark was fantastic. Yeah. I was hoping left shark was going to make an appearance and just come out and just like I thought I was still supposed to be here. <laughs> So, uh, this isn't the show anymore? So no, I'll, 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 I'll do my dance. The other thing about Gaga, going back to Gaga, the other thing about her, at the end, she takes the mic and just drops it. That was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And and then and then she leaps again. Yes. But like now you don't know where no. she yeah, went. Yeah, the secondary no leap was a little weird because I didn't know what she was doing there. So a couple, couple of... Well, that was the third leap. That was the third, third leap yeah. where she just kind of... She leaped, she dropped the mic, leaped, and she was gone. So, so a couple of people said, where, where did she jump to? And I just said, Middle Earth. I thought that was a good no, guess. Yeah, that's a good guess. Yeah. That's fair. I also wanted to note that when she started playing, both of my boys started dancing. Huh. And for See, most I... of the rest of the evening, Noah kept saying poker face. <laughs> he kept saying my, 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 my poker face, which was a huge bonus in our house. So What I really didn't like is I thought people made it seem like, oh, it was really political, all the songs. Those are like her biggest songs. Right, right. Like, I heard, yeah, I, what I had heard is she was going to make a big political statement. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she did. No. Nope. I don't think she did either. And then people were like, oh, the songs that she did were something. Like, those are her biggest ones. Yeah. Like, what were you expecting? Yeah. Like, those are all number one right. chart topping. Okay, right. so here's a, just a couple of quick observations and some negatives okay. that, I, that I did observe. Uh, my general observation about her is she just seems like she's the modern day Madonna to me. Yes, that's fair. Like, she just it reminds me exactly of Madonna. They're both really, really talented. She might have the staying power of Madonna, too, who's been around for 30 years or whatever. She just seems like modern day. She's Madonna. really funny, too. She she, if you ever watch she her on Saturday Night Live, she has some really yeah. funny skits. I think she's, she's, just, she's smart. She's talented. She's, she's, just, just really she's talented. a great pick for the halftime show. Here's some negatives. At one point, she played the guitar. Yeah, that was. I yeah. can't get behind anybody that plays the guitar. Uh, also, if you notice, she said, How are you doing tonight, Texas? Yeah. So she kind of gave the snub to the city of she, Houston. Yeah. If you host the Super Bowl, you definitely want your city named. If if something's gonna, if a geography is gonna get shouted out, you want it to be the specific right. geography. I like that. That's good. Yeah. So I think I'd be a little ticked if I was from Houston. The only, the only other thing that I noticed is, and she does this I think regularly in her show is when she stands awkwardly <laughs> when she plays the piano. I think the way she stands oh, in her yeah. piano, oh, yeah. she had her leg up. We were even going, what the heck is she doing? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think we might refer to it as the Puig. Yeah. She kind of uh-huh. does kind of does the Puig when she plays. So well, she's trying to put your, her junk in your face. Yeah. 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 And I don't think anybody really wants that. Okay. Well, we just got a few more minutes. That's the halftime show. Let's talk just briefly. Scotty and Steve. <laughs> Let's just talk briefly about the uh-huh. uh, about the commercials. In general, I thought the commercials were pretty good. You know, I'll really? be honest Because I thought the commercials were pretty subpar. I didn't watch as many of those. I was doing stuff during a lot of the commercials. I watched some of them. Um, the one... I think that was rated the highest on the ones you sent. Was the one I did see and I laughed. Well, let me let me just let me just say this. Let me just throw out some some quick facts about the Super Bowl commercials. Okay. So, how much? Okay. So the first the first Super Bowl was in 1967. How much was a 30 second ad in 1967 at the Super Bowl? Um, Twelve hundred dollars. Okay, I'll go for twelve hundred dollars. What? I think that's what he just guessed. <laughs> that's what I just guessed. So maybe guess a different number than what he guessed. <laughs> I so, would go for ten thousand dollars. Are you gonna stick with twelve hundred? Yeah, we'll go to fifteen. <laughs> okay, so in nineteen sixty-seven, I go back to twelve hundred. No, yes, yes, you may. 
1967, a 30 second commercial cost $40,000. Oh, I'm not too far off. It, somewhere in the mid 90s, it, it hit the million dollar mark. Do you know what a 30 second ad cost in this, this past year? $1 billion. That's a terrible guess. Uh, okay. What was your five guess? $5 million. That's a, yes, it cost $5 well, million. That's what I was going to say. Okay, so, here, slow. so here's the thing about that there was a Forbes article. And although that sounds like a huge number, it's really not. Compared to what they average, if you break it down per new viewer, it's actually half price of a normal thirty-second ad. So, so per per new viewer, it costs advertisers about about four to five cents per new viewer. Yeah. A, a normal one is double at eight to ten cents. So, it sounds like a huge gross number, but it's actually a, actually a bargain. It's that's kind of crazy. When I just watched the commercials and I thought back what I thought, I thought those weren't that great compared to previous years. But then when I broke them down on which ones I liked or didn't like, I actually started turned, liking them actually more. turned out I liked most of the commercials. So do you remember any any standouts or any favorites? I remember was the McCarthy one I thought was funny. That was really that funny. That one was very I funny. Was funny. I really kind of liked the bringing Spud McKenzie back as the dog. Yeah, that on, raised a lot of questions, it, but I really liked that it too. Went I thought too that long. was funny. It went on too long. But, uh, it, but I did... That one was a pretty long commercial. That was pretty long, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... I like Spuds McKenzie. I like how they what they did with him. That he starts talking, and you know, I, I I like that. But I thought it went on a little too long. Like maybe split it up into different mini commercials. I agree. That might be I better. agree. I, I think my favorite was the was the Sprint commercial. The commercial starts off where he pushes his car. That was very cliff. funny. I like oh that yeah, 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 and then he turns to yeah. his kids and says, yeah. "All right, kids, Daddy's dead now." <laughs> or I something like really, that. I like get out of his get out of his contract. His wireless contract. Yeah. He goes, isn't that illegal? What are you, a cop? <laughs> yeah. So that was by far my favorite. I also liked the Skittles commercial. Didn't love it, but I liked it. The one where the boyfriend's yep. down throwing the Skittles and people are each eating the Skittles. I, I like the Cam Newton Pee Wee commercial. I, I did a, like that one. I, I liked and it. just throwing these kids. Yes. <laughs> and, then yeah. he, and then he launches the, the, the rocket pass. What, what, which, who was that for? Uh, uh, that Buick? was for... Buick? Yeah, that was if for that's Buick. a Buick, my son's Cam yes. Newton. Mm-hmm. It's he, a Buick. <laughs> Yeah, and then at the end where he says, "If that's a Buick, I'm that the girl yeah. says if that's a I'm Buick, Miranda Kerr. I, I'm Miranda Kerr." And then, and then she up. <laughs> <laughs> the other one I like is uh, Super Bowl Legends, where they show all the. All the that was kids. a good one too. Yeah, that, that was, was a great one. That was good. Who did you think was the best? I like Von Miller a lot. Oh, Mike Dickey was. Definitely. He was great. He was. Yeah. Great. I like the Von Miller. Von Miller looks so good with the good. cowboy hat so and the glasses. Oh, that's true. That You're right. He You're right. So good. Did you guys like uh, calling John Malkovich? Dot, dot com? I oh, thought yeah. John, yes. that was hysterical. That was good. That's that the kind good. of humor and commercial that about 99 percent of no, people are, are don't get and they don't think it's funny. I thought it was hysterical. Because 99 percent of the people probably watching that are like, "Who is this guy?" Right. They have like, no idea who John Malkovich is. I missed because there was in two parts, right? Yes, it was. Okay. Right. So I missed the first part, and then our son told me what happened the first part when the second part was going on, and then uh, I got it, and I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was very funny. John Malkovich played himself yes, perfectly. Yeah, like, that is who he is. I thought it was very funny. Yeah. Uh, the last one that stood out to me was was the Humpty Dumpty. In, in yeah, that hospital. was just weird. Was, yeah. That was very creepy and that very weird. Very creepy. But I love dry British humor, yeah. and I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Like like the close-up of the I broken laughed. Head. Yeah, like, it was really strange. Messed up. It was yeah. really strange and kind of morbid, yeah. but I thought it was really funny. Just a handful of other ones that stood out to me. Teensy House Buyers, I thought was funny. I thought Brady Every Day was pretty funny. That was, that's where they show the camera that rotates around yes, Tom Brady. Yes, that was not bad. That, that wasn't was too bad. bad. I, I like the Secret Society, Avocados from Mexico commercial. Uh, and there were a couple of other good ones. I think the only ones that I, that I noticed that I didn't particularly like, I thought the Colonel versus Colonel was weird. And I don't, I don't get that whole ad campaign at all. Where they're all different colonels. Yeah, yeah I, I, just, I didn't get that. I just don't either. get it. And the, adding the Golden Colonel 
Right. I thought it was yeah. just weird. I just didn't yeah. get it. I'm not big on political messages in my commercials, so I got a little annoyed every time there was one that tried to press some sort of political message on us. The political message one that I did like was from the NFL that I thought they did a really good job with when they're doing these lines, you know, and you see them kind of going through it, yeah. and and you think they're just doing the lines on a football field. Oh, yeah. And they're yeah. doing the hits, and it's like, you know, what what happens in this game? You know, we're more in common than we have apart. I would agree with and that. And he pulls away into the, you know, shape of America. I thought that was really well done. That was a good tie-in. That wraps up our coverage of the 2016 NFL season. Thanks, guys, right. for being here. Spuds McKenzie. Yeah, we're going to try to fit in six NFL episodes over six the summer. Six drafts, every mock. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Scotty, just one more thing. Is this your last appearance? I, don't, I hope not. On the Gravity Beard podcast? I hope not. Could, could, because you're you're moving away. I am. Okay. But you guys have Skype, right? Yeah, you can phone in, can't you? Can we? But but just can, like, can I phone a friend when I want to? Uh, yeah. yeah. So so I just want to ask you: Are you willing to make one more appearance before you move? Yeah. Maybe we do another hypotheticals episode. Yeah, maybe for sure. Maybe we do. I wanted to do an episode on bad date stories. Where I've got, got a good bad date story. Ooh. So maybe, I mean, it turned out to be an okay date, but in the middle of the date, it okay. was it so, got very awkward. So for the sake of the fans, you, you'll agree to make at least one yeah. more appearance in studio before you leave. For sure. Fantastic. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you. That's a wrap on the 2016 NFL season. We'll see you next year. Sure. All right. Looking forward to it. Thanks, everybody. Looking forward to the Cowboys sucking, according to Scott. Titans. Titans got sucks. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott sucks, according to Scott. Let's pull back ever. Our quest to find our next intern has taken another bizarre twist. Dennis the plumber was found in Lou's hospital room trying to smother him with a pillow. Thankfully, Dennis wasn't successful, but it did set Lou's recovery back a few weeks. Now Dennis has been arrested and charged with attempted murder. Certainly didn't see that coming. I have no idea why everyone seems to have it out for Lou. We'll definitely miss Dennis's amazing gumbo and his foot speed, but I'm glad it turned out the way it did. Melinda is still in contention, and while she only speaks Latin, she's the only candidate we have left that's not in the hospital or jail. I have another podcast I'd like to recommend. It's called Did You Hit Record? It's a comedy podcast with an ensemble cast based out of Melbourne, Victoria. That's in Australia. Turns out they did hit record. Listen and you get to find out what happens next. You can listen to the Gravity Beard podcast on iTunes, Podbean, or anywhere else you consume podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Gravity Beard. And of course, we're on Facebook. You can also email us at contactthebeard at gmail.com. We definitely want to hear from you. And please stop by iTunes and give us a good rating and review. It really helps grow the show. Hey, Liam, what's our theme song? In the mix by Jake Dexter. That's right, and you can find him all over the internet by searching Jake Dexter or Jake Dexter Music. In our intro, we use the song Retro Soul. You can find it at bensound.com. And now we're treating you to Quitting Time by Patrick Lee, CC by NC, SA 3.0. You can find it by searching by name at freemusicarchive.org. I have some huge news about what's coming up on the show. In two weeks, former child actor Ellen Latson will be joining us on the show. She made her acting debut as Michael Douglas and Ann Archer's daughter in the critically acclaimed film Fatal Attraction. Shortly after, she played the memorable role of Ruby Sue in the modern holiday classic Christmas Vacation. We'll certainly talk about those experiences, but also dig deeply into the struggle of transitioning out of child acting and into normal life. It's the most candid and personal interview we've ever done on the show. But be sure to tune in next week for another mini-sode when we are joined by Wheelie the Cheetah for a feature we call Odd Jobs. And of course, we have so much more coming soon. 
This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. It was fantastic. I was hoping Left Shark was going to make an appearance and just come out and just like, I thought I was still supposed to be here. So war winds are prop bets. Way to go. That That's a high five. I'm sure listening to the pregame doesn't bother me. I think it's a text email. What is a text email? I think it's called a tea mail, Warren. <laughs> Not a tea bag. Whoa. No, Whoa. it's totally different. Yeah. You can't be going on the party boat. Kids, Daddy's dead. Isn't that illegal? What are you, a cop? Isn't T-Mobile fantastic, Snoop? Unlimited data, taxes and fees included. It's everything. Might even say it's all that in a bagger. Purple cushy throw pillows? No, I was thinking. Herb roasted lamb chops? Nah, bagger. Greenery? For your topiary garden? Nah. Hot? Mm-mm. Cannabis? Uh, maybe. Smartphone sweaters? It keeps your unlimited data cozy. I like that. Listen, I really... Do you, get out of my name! John Melkridge hung up. John Melkridge.com has a temper. <laughs>